Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 6, season 2, episode 6 of the UFTA podcast. I am Jordan Rudolph and I am joined, as always, by Coach Emily O'Connor. Emily, how are we doing? I am good. How about yourself, Jordan? Doing well. We are on a different time frame for our podcast, though. I know. We're totally totally thrown off today. We don't Friday really afternoon. record. Yeah, Friday afternoon. Yeah. End of the week. Yep. Afternoons, which you and I are probably starting to hit our, our kind of like, our peak has already been by. Yeah, I actually woke up at 3 a.m., Jordan, so I had my second coffee by 7. No, that's too early. Probably by 9. So, yeah, I feel great. This is good. Are, and I you're, feel you're, awesome. You're, not, you're like a no more than two coffee a day type of gal. Nope, not today. Just wait. Let me finish up my second coffee here. <laughs> There's my second coffee. Down. Um, dang. Just, so, yeah. just just one of those days? Yeah, I just woke up and I uh, I was like, you know what? Might as well... Might as well just stay awake. I just was get it going. Wide awake at three o'clock, and I was like, "Might as well." So it's why been don't we? A long time. Yeah. <laughs> why don't Why don't we just Why don't we just flow right into there? If you If you We're not going to introduce anybody, guys, because we we don't have anybody. We're We're going back to just the good old fashioned Emily and I spitballing back and forth, and let's just go on the sleep tangent for a little bit. Yeah. Wake up in the middle of the night or early in the morning. Um, I feel like if that happens to me. Um, if that happened to me recently, I'm probably going to do the same thing you did. Just stay mm-hmm. up, start the pot of coffee, let's just get work done. Yep. Luckily, I have been sleeping like an absolute just slumber, like, like uh, uh, what was I going to say, uh, uh, um, caveman, because I think the cold, and, yeah. and pull the blankets like straight up to the chin. And just out. Like la- mm-hmm. last night, I was one of those where like, we went to bed half an hour earlier than usual, and I didn't make it through a page. Like, it took yeah. me probably 20 minutes to read two pages. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Definitely had those. <laughs> yeah. Just couldn't, just couldn't get it. But I know if I wake up in the middle of the night, all the stuff going on right now and like my life and everything else, I'm probably just going to stay up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I more so time it on like how long like if I fell back to sleep like how long would I be able to sleep right yeah. so it was like right on that edge of like if I fell asleep immediately I would have my full hour and a half but I know anything under that for me is like never good it always happens like right in the middle of a sleep cycle and then I wake up feeling even worse than if I just would have stayed up um, and when I woke up at three in the morning I felt super awake um, like I felt rested I felt recovered and even though I woke up at three in the morning, I still had seven hours of sleep. So that tells you something about my bedtime <laughs> last night. Um, so I just kind of went with it. And I like the mornings. I like the quiet. I know we've talked about it before. Like get up, have your coffee, mm-hmm. read a little bit, and mm-hmm. just kind of have a slow start to the day. But The beauty about getting up earlier is that you're up before everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? So you don't have to worry about anybody else kind of... And I, and I say this I, I say this a lot in the episode lately. I don't know if I want to say tongue-in-cheek necessarily, but um, you, you're not interrupted yeah. or interfered with by anybody else at that time of the day because mm-hmm. nobody else is up. No one's so up. you have your quiet time, you have your alone time, you have your time that you can just do what you want to do. You don't have me over your shoulder. Em, 
hey, look at this. Hey, Em, I saw this. Hey, Em, <laughs> all this. And then I realize, like, I'm doing it to you for the third time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to stop that. Yeah, um, that's okay. When you're in here. Like, oh, Usually yeah. if I have really focused work, I'll put headphones in. So if and I don't I'll have still, headphones. I'll still, like, I, then I don't see them. See the headphones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you'll take the headphone out. I'm like, oh, shit. That's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I think... If you, if you look up sleep studies, if you look up sleep psychologists and all the other stuff, they'll tell you if you wake up in the middle of the night like that and you can't get back to bed, don't fight it because mm-hmm. you're just going to make yourself ornery and pissed off. Like, right. just get up. Yeah. The other part of it is, like you noted there, if you get up and you're, and, and you're within a certain time frame of getting up anyway and you feel rested and wide awake, mm-hmm. why not? Right. Right. I mean, like, I'll probably end up going to bed a little bit earlier tonight and, like, it'll all kind of even out. Um, but, yeah, I think at knowing your body has so much value in that where you can be like oh I know I got my seven hours of sleep like I know I do well in seven eight hours a night and if I had let like if I woke up at 3 a.m and I was rested on five hours I probably Mm -hmm. would have tried to go to sleep a little bit harder than I did Mm -hmm. um and then if it didn't work like you said gotta just get up and and get after it and adjust maybe throw in a nap if possible right if you had if you had the opportunity to Right. right My uh my window is like forty five minutes. Like if mm-hmm. I wake up like forty five minutes before I'm supposed to be up, that's yep. when I'll just get up. Yeah. Um, but any like if it's forty nine fifty, like I'm like All right, I I get one more sleep cycle through this. Yeah. Um, I can't say if it's like smart or not, but I I know mm-hmm. from doing that whoop stuff for so long, like it was about forty five minutes yep. for me to go in and out of one, especially the closer it got to me already waking up. Like I I, I do a lot of the mm-hmm. like a, a lot of the bouncing. Yep. Uh, through that in and out of stuff. Um more regularly work or right when I fall asleep uh and again I haven't done whoop in six eight months right when I go to sleep like I immediately drop into deep sleep like mm-hmm. it's like my my chart went like my heart rate straight goes down. straight down <laughs> yeah mine's mine's the opposite of that it kind of like gradually got there and I like gradually get into deep sleep um and then that's what it takes me after I wake up like it takes me so much longer to like come back down get back to it yeah. yeah that makes sense falling asleep immediately is a skill i do not possess i think that's where you hit on some stuff there where we can kind of say like even like for those of you listening don't just attribute this to sleep but like when you see stuff out there and there's could be a scientist and a good researcher and a good doctor that's out there uh whether it's on social media or somebody that's actually a doctor or not um they can say all they want but if you are not like knowing your body and understanding your body their stuff doesn't mean jack shit to you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter who it worked for or who it didn't work for. It does not mean a damn thing to you. Uh, so you have to know your body through this. And you have to you have to take that in consideration because you are an individual with your own individual needs and concerns. And that doctor is probably just trying to push something to the masses. But speaking very well, that kind of attributes to everybody. Which mm-hmm. is, means that they're very well trained and they, they're smart and intelligent and all the other things which they probably are. But just know, like, some of that stuff that you see, if we see about the seven hours of sleep a night or eight hours of sleep, like, oh, she only got seven, not eight. Yeah, but you know you're good off seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definite power in, like, looking through those things with that lens of being aware, like, oh, maybe they aren't speaking to me. But if you do feel like it's speaking to you, giving it that trial and error and making it just that, like, making it a trial. Like, if it doesn't work, being open to going back to something else, too. Like, it doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. If you try it and it worked for your neighbor, but it didn't work for you, like, that's okay. You and your neighbor aren't the same person. Yeah. So that'll allow you to get to know your body a little bit better and kind of find what works best. 
Yeah, and we all know like a like a bench press will help get everybody some upper body push strength, right? Right. But somebody might get more tricep out of uh, out of it than than pec, and somebody might get stronger faster than you, and somebody might get more dense or bulky, or somebody might get stronger, or somebody might get more reps than you with the same weight, mm-hmm. right? It, it, the body's going to respond differently to everybody, regardless of if we gave everybody three sets of twelve, everybody is going to adapt differently. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. And that's what I want to think, like you guys should understand this too, for as a listener, the sooner that you can get to that type of, I think, mindset mm-hmm. um, and, and openness and vulnerability, uh, I think that's the sooner that you get to know yourself the best. Mm-hmm. And this was the greatest intro we might have ever done because it segues in so nicely so perfectly. to just the main topic today that we're just going to relate to every single thing that we can possibly do in terms of nutrition and fitness topics and main topics because it can cover all of them mm-hmm. about I'll let Emily read the title because I don't know what word for word we we are going to talk about the step-by-step guide to build motivation when you do not have it so when we just talked about this whole intro and like leading up to that I think the biggest thing is making sure we we accidentally just preframed that by a mindset shift like hopefully that was a little bit of a paradigm shift for you guys to understand where we're coming from um and, and being open to that. So it, it, I think the, the ultimate term would probably be calling it a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, a growth mindset versus a scared mi- mindset is something that we can cover maybe quick just to kind of like yeah. use some terms to define. I'll let you kind of take that over. And then I'll kind of, I wanted to kind of take a, a, a road down uh, a growth mindset um, is, is something like if somebody knows the definition of it, which we're about to cover. Mm-hmm can be extremely hard to find and be in and stay in when you're kind of in the middle of the, like if you're rowing down the river of poop. Yeah. Like if you're in the middle of, 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 of it and, and you're in the thick of it and you're right in the middle of like all of the stuff, the eye of the storm, it's super hard to see the other side. But what happens is you, you can't see the outside, which is where it's mm-hmm. nice to have somebody else in your corner to help you with some of the stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for listener, as we're talking kind of these terms of growth and fixed mindset, growth mindset referring to kind of that, like we used terms earlier that really described it well in terms of openness and just the accepting and knowing that you are capable of growing, of changing, of improving at any given moment. So not getting stuck in the opposite, which would be a fixed mindset And that's kind of that mindset of like, it just is what it is. I don't have control over anything. This is just happening. As opposed to, again, kind of pivoting back to that growth mindset of like, maybe I do have control. Maybe I can change. Maybe I can make steps forward in this situation. Like Jordan was saying, that can be incredibly challenging, even if you're the most growth mindset oriented person that when you're in the kind of river of poop or the river of suck if you say will it. say you it <laughs> say it jordan likes when i swear i've only done it once on the podcast <laughs> that's how often it happens but when you're in the river and you can't see you're kind of paddling without direction having someone to stick with our metaphor kind of on that shoreline or guiding you above uh can help really kind of pull you out of it so when we're thinking in terms of growth mindset we're open to the ability to change and grow and improve in the fixed mindset, we're just kind of stuck. We're fixed in our position without the ability to kind of see that we even have the ability to change in the first place. There's a lot of different 
you can look this up, guys, and there's a different, it's a psychological thing, professional development thing. I mean, there's so many different ways to, uh, to look at this, and there's images out there that'll show you the difference and blah, blah, blah. But just super quick, like this is something that I'm just Googling right now. Like a growth mindset actually leads to more freedom. A fixed mindset leads to more limitation. You kind of sit more and you, you, you react and you respond to things differently. Um, but uh, when failures or hardships come across, like you look at them as more of opportunities to grow and lessons to learn. Um, you know that there's going to be effort required to build new skills. This is for a growth mindset, by the way. You're, you're inspired by other success not intimidated or challenged or jealous. Uh, you embrace challenges, you accept criticism, you build in your abilities, you have a desire to learn. There's all certain characteristics or adjectives that we have that were in that mindset, the fixed mindset. We avoid challenges, we, avo uh, we give up on things easily, uh, we're threatened by other success, uh, we, we, we effort is fruitless, we ignore feedback, uh, we have our fixed abilities. We, we operate under that fixed stuff that Emily says, well, this is just the way things are, or my genetics say, or I'm this age, so I can't. Like That's just a fixed mindset that you're just telling yourself, right? So um, there's a lot of different things that go into play with this. We've done it. We've actually done, Unity Fitness has done like a whole blog post on this in the past and a whole uh, social media campaign on this in the past um, because we really want to have people have the opportunity to see it. But what happens is when you're in the storm, right, First of all, as a coach, for me personally, what I like to do with people on that end is is I like to see how long they can go in that storm. Mm -hmm. Because I feel, as a coach, the longer they can kind of bask in their own shit, the more they're going to learn out of it in the long term. A lot of times, as soon as people feel like they're in the eye of the storm, they want to get out. They give up. They get out. Nope, too hard, too much. This is not where I want to be. They're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. they, they bail. Um, and, and they don't make progress. And they wonder why they keep going back to that same point each time. And then they... Bail out. Bail out. Mm -hmm. Right? You've yeah, seen it. Definitely. I think it's a it's an applicable kind of thing to just strength training in general too. Like we can spend some time, like we have to get uncomfortable in order to make progress. And sometimes that kind of being stuck in the storm, if you will, might be like, hey, this weight is very heavy and maybe we adjust the reps, we can adjust it. But if we're always going back to that weight that's comfortable, the body's already adapted to that. We're already there and mm -hmm. we're just going to stay there. Um, and that can kind of relate in more of like a real world term uh, or like real application term to kind of like thinking about getting out of that mindset and spending some time there and then getting through it instead of just hitting it and just 180 the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the expectation, like preset expectations is another thing for fixed mindset. Like I know how this is going to go. I've done it before. Mm -hmm. I've done this before a thousand times. Like. That's another fixed thing, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the growth is like, what what did I learn last time that I can do something different this time? Mm -hmm. And and where can I go from that? So uh, coming back again to how I coach people, uh, a little Jedi secret here. We talk about Jedi stuff a lot this week. Um, and then I, when PJ said something to me about it, he's like, hey, man, you teaching Jedi on the floor? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I can't remember how I said it back to him. And I was like, that was also a Jedi. And he's like, <laughs> it was so Got perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was so perfect. I think it was yesterday morning, even too, and, and it was like so good. I can't remember what I said anymore. Um, I was on a roll. But um, what happens is, I, I like to have people kind of see how long they can go. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I want to help people too. And I don't want to just push them into more of their own crappiness and 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 more of the more of the 
stuff that's not fun to be in. But I know if we can just get them over that edge, sometimes they just need a little bit of um, motivation. Sometimes they just need a little bit to know that they're not in the boat alone. They're mm-hmm. not going down the river alone. And, and they know that there's some ways out and they know that the, if they if they've, if they uh, are talking or being with somebody that been there has been there before or somebody that's gotten through somebody with somebody else before like that's where uh, I like to make sure people can go because mm-hmm. I don't like when people bail out because then they, they, they just I, to me too I feel like they just gave up on themselves mm-hmm. and that cascades and leads to other things down the road that then is uh, a reflection of the fixed mindset and how they feel about themselves right yeah definitely and I think that can kind of turn into if you're not careful like that spiral of like then you take that on as your identity like the program didn't fail like you failed and that's the last place we want people to be in terms of like seeing themselves as that so if we can spend some time in the uncomfortable spend some time in the suck but at the same time find others who have had that shared experience and maybe it isn't necessarily the coach's voice that you hear but like the shared experience of a peer going through that like I on the to refer back to some of our episodes with uh Dr. B kind of talking about the pain and getting out and through that kind of finding the guides but also knowing like hey other people have been here before and like they got through it too and sometimes that can even say like hey if they did it like I could do it the how might be different to refer Mm -hmm. back to our earlier conversation but just having the like, hey, I know that other people have gotten through it. So there is a way. You just have to find the way that works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it, that's exactly it. Like what you have to look at is that if something gets done and something is being done, the situation that you're in right now, and, and I, I just went to a marketing um, seminar, mm-hmm. I think is what you'd call it, on Tuesday uh, this, pre- this week. And one of the things that they put on there is as the business owner, a lot of times you are so stuck in the day-to-day, you can't actually see what's going on because you're mm-hmm. so involved with everything else. Excuse me. And they referred to this as a marketing thing too. And they and I can't remember the exact notes. I actually probably have the thing right there. But it, um, you're, if, if all of your marketing and all the stuff of your business is like in the bottle, you can't read the label. You're, in the, in, you're inside the bottle, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same kind of analogy that we're going through here. When you're in that, you can't see on the outside. But what you need to look at is the opportunity is there because somebody else somewhere with probably a worse situation than you, um, with with worse things going on, with more with less time on their hands, did it. Mm-hmm. And, and there's opportunity there. So I am always and eternally going to be a glass half full optimist. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that you're probably more on that side too, which is probably, probably why you and I get along so well. Yeah. And we see each other eye to eye so well. Mm-hmm. We have to find a pessimist to get on the show with us. <laughs> Sometimes I can hedge towards more of a realist yeah. than an optimist, but and I used to depends be, on what it is. I used to be a realist, and then I, I, think, I think I still am a lot of times, but mm-hmm. I'll still find. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm, I'm a realist at heart. Right. But I still want to try and find, like, I always make the joke, if, if, one, of our, if one of our current clients or former clients killed somebody, I'd probably still find a way to be like, yeah, I still love them. Like, yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah but we got we got yeah. trained. Right, like, mm-hmm. you know, they were a good person. Yeah. Um, just finishing up the Dahmer, right? Just oh, finished gosh. up Dahmer season ten or season one, episode ten <laughs> last night. 10. Like, crazy show, crazy show. I don't know if I've I've ever felt so. Um, I don't know if it was connected to a show like the way it was written, the way I tuned in, and and like that whole part growing up as a kid, learning about mm-hmm. all those in psychology as a kid, like in high school and and whatnot, fascinated me. 
like just the way that their brain works and right. I'm very much on par with that with how I do everything day to day like oh what made him what made him do that what made him say that what made him think mm-hmm. that and just seeing that part how it was written and made me uncomfortable yeah right and I think a lot of it is because we were freaking eating supper uh, like right as it was kind of playing and we were going to get supper together or we, uh, we, we ate supper and then we turned it on mm-hmm. and it's like, mm. like, right. Like you just, you're not <laughs> what quite a great time. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm digesting the food in my belly right now, but I feel like I, uh, shouldn't have eaten before watching this. Yeah. And, um, just a lot of mixed emotions. And then on that show, like the dad, you know, th- like through the whole thing and we all know it, I'm not going to spoil anything in the show. Like we know what happened to Dahmer. Um, and what he is and what he did and what he, the whole thing. But his dad loved him throughout, like mm-hmm. sought, found forgiveness, for, forgiveness and like did all that stuff. So it was kind of like one of those things where I thought like, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> yeah. Like I could see it. Like I'm the dad, you right. know? Right. And, uh, as the coach, that's the coaching hat speaking on me, mm-hmm. realist and optimist, there's another piece. And I think most of us would probably in that mindset too, would probably be more growth mindset. Yeah. By nature. Most likely. I feel like it was a learned thing, though. I mm-hmm. felt like becoming a growth mindset. I had no idea what it was until, I don't know if it was in the Seven, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Mm. I feel like it was in a book. Probably. I'm trying to think of the now, like, the first time I heard the term growth Pre- mindset. Precision and Nutrition like, definitely They cover, talked cover, about covers it. it. Yeah. I feel like I read it before then, perhaps in, like, a... Business, I took a lot of, like, I took management classes. I feel like it was in a management class that I first, like, heard about it when I was in college. But I don't remember in what context that was. I wish I would remember where I did learn it from. And I think it kind of came at me where I probably learned about it several times. But it was whatever book I was reading that, like, resonated so loudly Mm -hmm. um, that I remember reading more of the fixed mindset stuff. And I was so, I was so in the mindset of... I do not want to be that person. I hope I am not that person. I can't be that person because I didn't want to be that person to who other everybody else was, including myself, mm-hmm. that I knew I needed to make an immediate change of going towards that growth mindset. Um, that it was almost one of those things where the habit became clearer, faster, because there was such an emotionally strong attachment to it. Right. And that kind of leads to motivation too. Mm-hmm. We still haven't gone through the step-by-steps, by the way. We're just kind of still leading up to it. We're building it. Welcome back to episodes with just you and I, Jordan, where yeah. we just talk. Yeah. Well, that's what we wanted to do anyway. We needed to, yeah. get, one of, we needed to get one of these guys back in there. Yeah. Um, like, we're just getting through, like, act one. Okay? We're not even to, we're not even to, like, what do they call it? Climax yet. Um, but that was, I, I knew I needed to make a change, and I knew it required habits. And I remember I used to write, like, little marks on my hands of, like, every time I found myself present like presently aware that I was in a fixed mindset and I used mm-hmm. to mark my hand Make, like track marks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. of yeah. how many times I did it per day I remember doing that as I was a coach as I was a trainer at snap mm-hmm. fitness mm-hmm. I remember doing that and I remember people asking like oh what do you have all those check marks in your hand like you don't want to know yeah like no seriously you don't want to know right 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 but bringing that awareness piece to it like kind of pulling yourself out of to use our like river analogy like pulling yourself out of that like river of suck if you will and like bringing it into a very tangible thing that you can see and then that allowed you to almost be kind of that outside voice for yourself and say like oh yeah like I recognized these things how can I then take action to combat that and change yeah the 
the questions I there's there's two ones that I always look at, and you just said it right there. If you can pull yourself out of it, depersonify, depersonalization, depersonify, deperson. I don't know what depersonalize, word. Depersonalize. Depersonalize. You put yourself in a third person and watch yourself, mm-hmm. see yourself. Like, would you be happy with the person that you're acting like? Would you be person? Would you be happy with the person uh, that you're seeing that you're watching? Mm-hmm. Is this a, is this a story that you want to see play out? Is this something that you're disappointed in? Right. Look at it that way, and use that as motivation. Right? Mm-hmm. Using, using that to help you. The other thing I always like to do too is, um, and I've used this line before several times at Unity, and you've probably heard me say it before, but if you talked to your friends like you talked to yourself about a lot of the stuff, you would have zero friends. Mm-hmm. So why do you talk to yourself like that? Right. And a lot of those times, we are not telling everybody else what we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're just listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The voice in the voice in your head can be quite loud, quite louder than a lot of other kind of voices and taking that time to again recognize and say like if I said this out loud or even if you're, you know, in a situation where you can say it out loud, like say it out loud and sometimes you'd be surprised on like how weird it sounds. Like that doesn't really even sound right. Like maybe that's wrong. Like maybe Let's try it right now. Fixed mindset negative talk. Yeah. I am a piece of shit. Say that yeah. ten times. Like, pause the episode and just and just say it ten times to yourself. Like, how good does that feel? Mm-hmm. Not, not good. No, no, zero bit of that. No. Most people won't even make it ten times. Right. And what the craziest thing is, though, if you said like I am, I, like if you said we just completely flip that around, and we say something negative or uh, uh, positive, positive, mm-hmm. and, and counter that. Yep. Complete opposite direction. Instead of saying I'm a piece of shit ten times, uh, you can say something like, I believe in my ability to get this done. Mm-hmm. I deserve to see this through. I am good enough. Mm-hmm. You can just say, I am good enough. Say that ten times. What's funny is that a lot of times we have that, like, coach that to people, and they can't do it. That Like, it's easier for them to say that I'm a piece of shit thing than it is mm-hmm. that I am good enough thing. Yeah. They don't believe it. They mm-hmm. don't believe it. And they won't even try it because they don't believe it. Right, right. And that's a tricky trap to be in. And I think sometimes some of the hardest ones to get out of, but at the same time, like, the most worthwhile, the most beneficial, the most, like, all-encompassing improvement in not only fitness, but, like, in life that you can see is getting out of that trap of not only kind of the negative self-talk, but also, like, the fixed mindset that keeps you in the position that you don't want to be in and moving into more of a growth mindset, being open to those opportunities to explore, to change, to try something new. Even if it doesn't work, you learned what didn't work for you so you can better learn what will work for you in the future. Yeah. What's your... What's your favorite roast of coffee? Do you have a type of roast? Light, medium, dark, mild? Um, I usually like a light roast. Light roast? Yep. Do you have a favorite brand? Um, not really, but if I had to choose specifically light roasted coffee, I do, and I don't know if this really counts, but the Starbucks Blonde Espresso is actually quite good. Crazy awesome. Yeah. One of the best, like, Very good. my favorite Americano out there. Yeah. With the roast. Um... 
which is actually, this is kind of funny because now we're going into another realm of, it's, now I'm thinking about this, I'm like, oh, I just shot myself in the foot twice. <laughs> um, Mandy and I are, like, Pam, you, I remember here, has gotten mm-hmm. us, uh, for, for our wedding gift last year, got us a subscription to, like, different coffee things Fun. each month. Like, yeah. One of the coolest so cool. gifts ever. Yeah, like, totally awesome. Yeah. So we've tried tons of different coffees mm-hmm. uh, from around the U.S. and the world. Um, and we go to festival, co-op, uh, Walmart, wherever we go to buy coffee, we always look for different ones that are out there, mm-hmm. trying different ones. But my favorite one I always like to go back to and make at home in my K-cup is a Dunkin' Donuts original blend. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate it. Like, I was going to say, right. like, I hate saying it, but then you're like, oh, the Starbucks thing. Right. But the thing is, is that Dunkin' Donuts Starbucks or Dunkin' Donut, Donuts original blend was not always my favorite coffee. Mm-hmm. At some point, I had to try that. Yeah. To then know that I liked some sort of the profile and the way it tasted and the way it felt right. uh, in the mouth and like through everything else in between, where then I realized I liked that that much. And, 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 uh, my mom uh, has that one at home a lot, so whenever mm-hmm. I go home, I'm like, oh, please have the Dunkin'. It's always and there. She, and she has it, right? And now we've bought it a couple times in a row. Right. And now we're going to be trying out Canvas Bat Coffee. Here's a plug for Canvas Bat Coffee. I'm excited. Yeah. Their light roast looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> so Canvas Bat Coffee is a local uh, coffee roaster coffee uh, place in Alaska that mm-hmm. we are now partnered with uh, in terms of like an agreement type of thing that we can actually sell some here. Um, and we're going to do that through uh, now offering it from the smoothie bar starting this week. And uh, if we want wholesale bags, we can get that for you as well. So we're super, super excited to help them grow, but also to uh, support local and also to have new coffee. Yeah. Um, so we've got a bunch of different bags at home to try this weekend. And then we're going to be bringing them in and, and uh, having the team try them and having our members try them to figure out which ones we want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we when we go through all this, my favorite has changed. But I was always open to trying something else. Mm-hmm. It was like even something that it was very good for me that I thought there's zero harm in this. I still was okay to trying something else. Right. You have your favorite mm-hmm. coffee. You don't have it all the time, but you're still okay mm-hmm. with trying something else. Yeah. And uh, the only time this really comes into trouble if we say like our favorite football team was your favorite football yeah. team always the Bills. Yeah. It was a, in my dad's words, a sickness that yeah. was passed along. Were, were you ever, <laughs> do you ever have a second favorite team? Like even before you moved over here and like no. anything in the Midwest. So like as a kid, uh, I was like the Bengals cause it was like a tiger thing. Right. Yeah. I was Bengals and then Packers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and like, there's only one, like we can ask another question where people get it wrong all the time, but who is the best football team in the NFL? Right. And obviously, it's the Packers. Obviously, it's the Bills. Yeah. So people get that wrong all the time, so we can go on that one another day. But there's good and bad to the fixed and growth mindset, mm-hmm. if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. It's also an opportunity and also a place to learn. Yeah. So we've got all of this definition and this mindset stuff that we just talked about. We're finally 30, One. 31 minutes in to the podcast, the step-by-step, mm-hmm. sorry, one more time, say it again, step-by-step guide. Step-by-step guide to build motivation when you do not have it. Okay, so we're not going to tell anybody to fast forward to this moment because right. they have to listen to the first stuff to understand yeah. this stuff. They do. It, I mean, it lays the foundation, right? Yes. Like you can't try and just grab motivation from the air. Yes. It, that's not how it works. Because people try to grab at shit all the time mm-hmm. and they don't understand what it actually takes to get there. We yeah. talked about it with Colin last week. They want the easy button, mm-hmm. but they're not willing to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing here. So the step-by-step guide to building motivation when you do not have, when you do not have any. There is one foundational rule 
the, to probably follow with all of this. Yep. And and that is to keep taking action. Because this is a conversation I've had multiple times just this past week, and I'm expecting to have more conversations around the same thing in the coming weeks with, with our members here at Unity uh, when we're checking in on them. And then I go and talk to Emily and Ryan about it, and they're like, yeah, we've heard the same things. So it's, it's happening. And mm-hmm. in the Midwest here, it got really dark really fast, and it got really cold really fast as we come into a heat wave of 77 degrees today. Right. On a Friday and through this past weekend when you hear this on the Monday. Um, and I think that kind of shut things down pretty quick mm-hmm. for people, right? It's it, I make the joke on the floor this 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 week where fall got drunk and we're just going to go straight in the winter. Yeah, we really we really went from 100 to 0 yeah. quite quite rapidly. Spring was like that for summer though, too. It did. Like it was yeah. like, oh, we're we going to no have this spring. winter. We had no spring went right into it. We're going to have winter forever. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, summer's here. Yeah. Yeah. Um but you have to keep taking action because the golden rule here when we build our step-by-step guide for you there's a couple things we want to still talk about this as we go through it, is motivation is something that all of us wait for. We wait to be motivated. We wait to uh, find motivation or have it be given to us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that comes internally or externally. But most of the time, we actually build that motivation by doing Doing is how we build motivation. By not doing is how you go further away from that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to make sure everybody really understands that because when you are in the eye of the storm, the thick of it all, the stuff that we talked about in the beginning of the episode, it's really hard to keep doing because you're not seeing the result that you need right now because you're kind of focused on a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. You're not looking outside the bottle. You're not looking outside the eye. You're not looking outside the river. You have to focus on what's on there right now. And again, it's really hard to see it when you're in the middle of it. But you have to keep going. Yeah, and I think sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, like the hardest part of that is just that first step where you have to start the thing without seeing necessarily the end result, right? Like you're in the darkness and you have to step forward, but there is no light. Like you cannot see where necessarily you're stepping. And that's where a coach, an outside story of a person who's seen success, like you know there's probably light there. You know it's somewhere, but you just don't know quite where that is yet. But being able to take that step, maybe you start to see, maybe it takes 10 steps before you see that glimmer of light. But once you see it, then you know that it's there. And then you personally know that yours is there. So it's easier to take that step. It's easier to get going once you start to see some of the results, once you start to feel better, once you start to not be in as much pain, right? But those first steps where you're like, I, I'm still in pain, but I'm doing these things. Or, yeah, I'm starting to eat healthier. I'm starting to eat more vegetables, but the scale isn't moving. Like those can be the hardest ones to take and know that it just gets easier the more kind of wins you accumulate. And in start, instead of recognizing the negative, your brain will start to flip. You'll start to see like, oh, that was a win. That was a positive. And it starts to become easier to recognize those instead of staying stuck kind of in that negative loop of only seeing the things that didn't go well, the losses, the moments that you didn't make the quote-unquote correct or most goal-aligning choice in your day. Um, 
instead of, you know, those moments that you did, those moments that you did win, those moments that you did conquer, those moments you did take action and did move forward and increase that motivation and start to build motivation from quite literally the ground up. There's a lot of key words and specific language that someone could use when they're when they're going through some crap, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it then can be attributed to where you're at and that fixed mindset piece again. And a lot of it is when you're hard on yourself and you're talking about all the things that are going wrong. We we're, 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 we like to keep note of all of our losses, but nobody likes to keep focusing on their wins, mm-hmm. which is a, which is a society. It's a societal thing. It's a cultural thing, and it's a damn shame. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like we see more of the negative on stuff than we do see the positive. Mm-hmm. And you can maybe thank mainstream news and media for that. Um, keep us all in fear. No, I'm not going to go down that conspiracy. Um, that's for another podcast on another show. <laughs> but what happens is is you start chalking up all the things that are going wrong because it's just kind of there. And all mm-hmm. you see is negative. All you see are the things that are negative. Your mindset is showing you that. Yep. And... And you'll get tunnel vision on that. What happens is you're missing out on the things that are going well. You're missing out on the opportunities that you mm-hmm. have in front of you too. Just like what Emily was saying. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and what happens long term is that you go through the scenario of the yo-yos, right? You're just going through it because you're not, you're, you, you continue to focus on that stuff. You're, you're hard on yourself. You're searching for perfectionism. And, and that's not the case. It, it's not the case at all. You should, be af- you should not be afraid to make the mistakes and, and keep making mistakes, you should be afraid to make the same mistake twice. And the mistake that you keep making twice is that you keep searching for perfection. You keep searching for the thing that you think uh, you don't need to do, that there's just another button out there to press. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's not the case. You just have to put in the work and you have to keep going. And you might have to work on different things at different times, but you have to know there's an opportunity. Chuck Pagano is a former uh, head coach of the NFL. Um, Indianapolis Colts for sure. Uh, if I would have done my research, and now that I'm bringing this up, I would have known more. But he's he's a guest speaker on um, the Pat McAfee show on Thursdays now, and he goes over like an old coaching scheme for stuff like that in the Thursday night football games. And he was saying yesterday that um, almost on this mindset thing, like, like like if you come after, you just got throttled on a weekend. You just got throttled by a workout. You had a bad week. You had a bad day. He would tell his players, like, you still have to understand, we are playing a kid's game and getting paid like an adult and getting paid a profession. We're getting paid a lot of, he, he has very, if you think this is an explicit podcast, listen to Chuck Pagano do his thing for five minutes. Um, I'll save you those words. But basically, we're getting paid a lot of money to play, play a kid's game, is what he was saying. And somebody out there has got it much worse than us. And we're 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 complaining because we're zero and sixteen or we're zero and four, one and five, whatever these teams mm-hmm. are right now, and getting killed and probably not going to have a good season. But we still get this opportunity to do that. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a good like that, that's that, that's probably something that's said a lot in, in in organization stuff that that professional sports that aren't doing as well as they think they are, mm-hmm. because there has to be ways that you search for the wins and search for the gratitude for when things like that happen. So. As we build this step-by-step guide to build motivation uh, when there is none, when you don't have any, the first thing you have to do is take action. Mm-hmm. First thing you have to do. And you have to keep taking action on something as little as it can be. And then you have to keep tally of those actions. Mm-hmm. Tally of those wins, if you will. We're not keeping track of our losses. We're tallying the wins. No matter how big, no matter how small. 
for tallying the wins. So you have to focus on action because the only way you're going to build motivation is by taking action. Think of it like the snowball effect. You're at the top of the mountain, little snowball, roll it down the hill, big snowball at the bottom. Um, and you have to keep moving forward that way because it eventually will it will steamroll. It will build. It will build. And you have to keep track of the you have to keep track of the wins. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you kind of brought up uh, that kind of led us down this topic uh, a second before the, the yeah a <laughs> second before the podcast started? Yeah, um, I think sometimes as we're tallying the wins, it can be to kind of roll with the snowball example there. Oftentimes it's tempting as we get on, we we take the action, we start on the path, and we're seeing things move in a positive direction. But then we can also kind of enter this realm of, this can happen one of two ways, this is one of them, of we like, we want to see more wins faster. And maybe there's something else that's better. Maybe if we did this new program, if we changed our diet this way, if we did this new thing this new you know advertisement says on as you're watching the you know new supplement whatever it might be right maybe that new thing will be that easy button because our we're always maybe subconsciously or consciously looking for an easier way so if we're rolling down this hill and we have our wins we have the you know the motivation and the action is high and they're stacking up but we can still get caught in the trap of jumping around, right? Of wanting the newest thing, of wanting the next best thing. When the next best thing is to take the same action that you've taken to get to the place that you are. And kind of like Jordan said, sometimes we have to change. Sometimes we have to focus on something else. Sometimes maybe the movement is lacking. Maybe we have to focus on the nutrition a little bit more closely. So we have to, you know, ebb and flow and change. But very infrequently do we have to steer in a completely different course entirely, right? And sometimes, occasionally, that might happen in the case of an injury. We have to completely change a program. But nine times out of ten, the best thing we can do is just consistently move forward. And it can be easy to do this in the same way when we don't have that path forward quite yet, when we're still in the darkness. Instead of stepping forward, maybe we try stepping right. We try stepping left. But we never really move forward with any of those steps. We just end up going right to left to right to left and ultimately staying in the same position that we're in, right? So either one of those spots, whether we're just starting, kind of moving right to left without really taking any steps forward, or we already are taking steps forward and all of a sudden there's a new flashy thing over on the right. Right? We have to be cognizant and kind of cautious in approaching those and still approaching them as, hey, I have my foundation. I know what works. This is my straight path forward. And yes, this maybe I try it, but we know what works. We have to come back to those actions that either got us started or that we know what works, even if we can't see kind of that light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. The thing to remember is that we want our path kind of paraphrasing a little bit of that just to kind of get that that point across but also to make sure you can clearly think what Emily's getting at here is we want our path from point A to point B to be in a straight line that shows improvement every single day and progress every single day and it wants to be fast like she said and we want it to go there like when on our time and the thing is, 
in the growth mindset piece, there are things to keep track of and win every day and get better at every day. And we'll make progress every day, even if there's some days where I just told somebody, like, some days the weights just kick our ass. Like, we just got to be ready because that brings our, when we come back and we just manhandle the gym and throttle the gym and set PRs left and right, like, we have those days too. Um, but when, when, when you're going down that path and you're getting thrown in left and right direction up and down, we keep knowing that we're going to try to move forward. And we keep moving forward and we keep on that path and we keep on that direction that Emily was talking about. The goal is to stay as close close to that line or that path as possible when we know we're going to be thrown some curveballs and some things happening. And if we can stay on track of that line or as close to that line as possible and when we expect things to go backwards potentially a little bit or may, at least where it feels like that, when we made super big progress and we come back a little bit and uh, left, right, up, down, all the things, as long as we stay close to that line as much as possible, we will get there. We, we cannot not get there. What happens is when you do what Emily said and you just want to keep trying new things because you're not willing to put in the work. You just want to mm-hmm. try new things. And, and some of that leads to excitement. Like Yeah. Like it some can be of exciting. It, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And just use that. Utilize that as a tool, not as like the option. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tactic. That's a tactic in your strategy. That, that the tactics are, tactics are, the strategy is how, what we have to set in place to get there and do this. The tactic is like the little thing, the, the little little action point, and, and, and tactics build into the strategy. But if we're doing things on a whim and just off the sake of it, we're not really strategizing at that point. Yeah. And I think when we approach those things, like having that mindset of like, okay, this is that tactic that will get me closer, but always keeping in mind, like we want to stay as close to our original path as possible. So recognizing like, uh, is this pulling me too far off of that? Like, and not being afraid to revert out of that. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's not the right thing. Maybe it's, you know, any number of reasons why, but if it's pulling you away from that initial path, maybe it's not the option you have to go with. Let's go over a couple examples. Let's just go over a blatantly (laughs) obvious fat loss one. Perfect. Because this example, if we go on this route, we could actually use it for all three, mm-hmm. all, a bunch of these. All of them. I want to lose fat loss. I want to. I want to lose 15 pounds by the end mm-hmm. of the year, by middle middle of January. Give give me 90 days, right? Um, 12 weeks out from now, basically a yep. pound a week. Doable. Mm-hmm. What What are the strategies that can do that? Pretty simple, right? Yep. Get some exercise in three to five days a week. Get some strength training as two of those, depending on what you have time for. We can build more in. Um, proper nutrition. Get your protein count up focus on your sleep, get some extra walk-in. Yep. Right? Maybe a little de-stress on top Maybe a little that. de-stress. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a little de-stress. Because the other part we haven't even talked about is when you're in that fixed mindset, like how stressful is your freaking life? Like like if everything's that bad, <laughs> if everything is that bad and you're counting all of your losses like that, mm-hmm. your stress is why you're not getting better. And you not taking care of your stress and accepting that part of it and taking that responsibility is also why you're not getting better. Like we have to figure out that piece and how to manage that. I'm not saying just to completely drop ship of everything that's stressing you in your life, but we have to figure out how to manage that and how to, how to absorb that in and and you have to learn how to handle that. What happens is there's so many things out there that want to make us think of that easy button that we just get distracted by taking our mind off of it. We're not, we're not solving it. We're not, Mm -hmm. we're not battling that. We're not going through it. We're just finding something else to basically, yeah, exactly. We're just finding something else. Yep. Finding something else to distract us from it. So the de-stress one for sure. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to open the no. open the box. There. No, yeah, you saw me right away. I'm like, yeah. As soon as you did, I was like, oh, maybe not. Oh no, here he goes. <laughs> we should. Yeah. We de-stressing is part of it. Just you know. When Emily said that, spot. my chair turned, my head turned, my sat up taller in my chair, right my feet both it. went on the floor. Yeah, I mean, everyone it was probably a, heard the volume. Yeah, go up. yeah. Level that out a little. There little was bit. a total posture change. I'm sure you guys felt that too, or heard that too. Like it was everything. Um, so much so, in fact, that I lost where I was going with my thought, but I do remember where we were. Uh, you're talking about all the strategies yeah. in fat loss goal. So then let's say in that, in that strategy, I have a Halloween party coming up. I have a holiday party coming up, whichever one, and there's going to be alcohol involved. Mm -hmm. That one night of alcohol is not going to ruin that 12 weeks. Right. But what happens is when I'm drinking my couple beers during the week, my, my beer here and there, and all of a sudden I'm, I, and then I'm leading in this, this night of doing that which leads into bad food, which leads into the next day of feeling like crap and not getting my walks in or maybe meal prepping like I should and sleep and my sleep was poor so now I'm playing catch up from two nights of sleep, like the cascading effect. We kind of knew that, that that day would do it to us, so why not lead up to it the best that you can and then get off of it the best you can instead of like making that then a whole week thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that following week, you have another event and you didn't take into consideration anything that you should have done that week to help prepare you for that mindset wise or goal wise. Mm -hmm. And now we're two weeks into our 12 week thing and you're probably up weight and you probably been maybe working hard at the gym. Maybe you could have been working harder, uh, but you, you missed some opportunity there to like push mm -hmm. right and, and, and grow. So what happens is then we get fixed like, Oh, well I'm already two weeks down. Didn't lose anything. And then, the, yep. then you already know the cycle. Definitely. Puts us down there. That, that all or nothing, that fixed mindset yep. cycle where we take the one action that might not be yeah. super optimal, but at the same time, we then let that become the two weeks of decisions instead of saying, hey, I'm going to enjoy that party, but I know before and after that, I know what I have to execute on yeah. and go from there. The fixed mindset might as well be called the perfect mindset. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Pretty close to it, that perfection, that all or none. Definitely. Let's say now I'm in pain. I have an injury and I want to heal and recover from that injury and so I can uh, enjoy my vacation at the end of December somewhere nice. I can play golf you know, next year. I don't have to worry about this thing. Let's just put us 12 weeks out again just for a hypothetical. Yeah. And what do I have to do to get that done? It pretty similar to the mm -hmm. fat loss goal but with different types of exercise strategies and different types of nutrition things. But if I eat poorly, if I drink a lot of alcohol, I go to a party, mm -hmm. how is my body healing? Yeah. Like, what's the number one thing to heal your body? Nutrition. Nutrition. What's number two? Sleep. Sleep. Yep. It's not that hard. And those two things are probably, arguably, the two big things, aside from some of the strength training, for fat loss, too. Mm -hmm. uh, for strength training, we send the signals to the brain that tells the brain what to burn and what to build mm -hmm. when we're eating well and sleeping well. Definitely. Right? But now I we go through that same scenario of that week of that party and then like eating well and not feeling good about ourselves and getting stressed and getting behind because now we're lower on energy and we pulled we picked up some bad food that we felt out felt bad about and then that kind of lingers around and we didn't de stress from that. We're two weeks out. Mm -hmm. And my pain is still there, my injury's not there, I'm not healing. Mm -hmm. So now what do you do? Right? Yeah. Same scenario. Get frustrated, right? Yeah. And that's where you can start to bounce around you can start to kind of stay in that trapped cycle of like oh, I'm in pain I'm going to be in pain forever um and that's not a fun place to be nor is it a productive place to be um in recognizing the influence that some of that stuff not only the exercise 
but that the nutrition, that the sleep, that the de-stressing all plays in that whole thing, whether you're losing fat, whether you're trying to get out of pain, whether you're trying to build strength in the gym, whether you're trying to compete in a race. It's such a multifaceted thing, whatever the goal is. Feeling better. Let's just say we have a goal of feeling better, more energy. Mm-hmm. Put that on an eight-week goal because right. that should be pretty quick. That's something that we can do for that, right? We don't yep. need twelve weeks for that. Um, if we if we if we go through that same cycle, the same thing happens, and it's more so. What do you want to have the energy to do? Right. That's that's where we have to get specific for that goal. What do you want to feel better for? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want to feel better so you can play with your kids and your grandkids, so you can get down on the floor with them, so that you can keep up with them, so that you can take the stairs, so that you can. Uh, play the round of golf with your significant other do you want to be able to to go on that walk do you want to be able to take that vacation like those are the things uh that we're, we're kind of getting our own way and, and and society and culture does not do a good job of helping out with this at all mm-hmm. like zero bit so at some point then what happens is you have to kind of take your own responsibility through it and make sure you have some good support and this is another reason why you should be hiring a coach that understands you not just a symptom, understands you. We're not talking here about like, oh, you're so stressed and that's why you're not motivated. And if you go to your doctor and say, hey, I'm stressed. Hey, I'm not motivated. Like without asking any other questions to you, if they're a bad doctor or if they're a bad coach, they'll just plug you into what they think you should be doing. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should go take some pills. Maybe you should go try this. But at the end of it all, like we still have to focus on you. So you have to focus on somebody that focuses on you. That's, that's the person you should have in your corner and, and helps you understand this, which is why this episode is probably so valuable and why Emily and I are sitting here talking about it today mm-hmm. because we've had a lot of people not motivated lately. And I think it's just weather-related, seasonal yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing happens in February, March, right. when winter seems like it's never going to end yep. and the sky is gray all the time. But we go back to this. It's kind of like getting through the ultimation of this step-by-step goal Mm-hmm. step-by-step guide, guide to build motivation when you have none. Yep. You keep taking action. Mm-hmm. You count your wins and you be grateful for everything that you are doing and have done and could do. Absolutely. The opportunity. Mm-hmm. You stay on your path. You, you don't veer too far away from your line. Yep. What else? I think, I mean, I think support is huge, right? Like share that goal with someone else, whether that's a coach, whether that's a fellow gym member. I think whether that's a partner, a friend, whoever, like they don't have to necessarily share the same goal, but kind of going along the line of tracking the wins, sometimes having someone in your corner that is even completely unrelated, it can just be fun. It's fun to talk about kind of the progress you've made. It's fun to express how, like, how much better you feel, etc. So I think another kind of big step there is to build that community and have someone in your corner, whether it's a group of people, whether it's one person, like have that person for you to celebrate, celebrate those wins with and share those wins with as well. Definitely the support piece, Mm -hmm. definitely support piece. And I'm not saying earlier too, that we're, 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 we're trying to rip on doctors here. There there's and rip on other coaches, but like if you go see a doctor because you're sick, the doctor is going to treat the sickness or, or your knee pain or your back pain. Like that's what the doctor's there for. What I want to get to is like from a standpoint of what a coach does is they work with you. They mm-hmm. know you, right? That, that's, that's the big part of what I'm looking for. Make sure the doctor 
you're asking questions maybe enough to even get the doctor to know you or your coach to know you. That's where the importance of this comes in. That's why those easy buttons don't always work for you and they worked for somebody else because it's not for you. Mm-hmm. So we have to keep taking the action. And anything counts. It doesn't have to be the 0 to 100. It doesn't have to be the 99%, the 100%. Mm-hmm. You can sh- just, like, guys, I want you to understand just showing up is enough. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, I'm here. Sorry I'm 10 minutes late. Like, I'm just happy you're here. Yeah. Hey, I'm here. I'm not feeling uh, up to it today. Cool. We'll deload. We'll take some stuff off. We'll modify our need. I'm just happy you're here. Let's see how you feel in a few minutes when we get going. And what does everybody say when they get going? Better after they ramp. Better after they ramp. Better after you get some blood flowing. Better after you kind of clear your mind and get away from all the bullshit that's going on outside of our doors. Better after you started because you get focusing on stuff, you get blood flowing, and you start taking action. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you have a little bit of motivation to finish the workout. Not one time, Em. And, and back this up on your experience in this. I've got almost going on 11 years, yep. right? I have not one time had somebody come in and do a little bit of a warm-up and go through some of their workout and been like, you know what, I feel worse. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home unless they were actually sick. And then I'm like, yeah, we need to go because this yeah. is helping. Um, but like where they came in, not motivated. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm much less motivated. I'm done. Yeah. Not one time. I agree. We have one of our members here that I check in quite frequently. I'm like, how you doing today? Ah, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not just not feeling it. I'm like, you know what? Let me check back in 10 minutes after you got yeah. some stretching in, got you rolling in. Every time. He's like, I feel better now. I'm feel like, pretty there good. we go. Yeah. And guess what happens? They finish the rest of their workout. Mm-hmm. Something that looked like a daunting task yep. 20 minutes prior mm-hmm. is done. And then the rest of their day is kind of rejuvenated. It's almost yep. like a, a quick little reset button. Definitely. So you got to keep taking action no matter how small. Yep. You have to. Then you have to tally up your wins of that action and that and, the, and those wins and be grateful and tally up your what you're grateful for. Those, those are big things because what that does, it's not corny if you look back on it and read it and you think about all those wins that you actually had. Like It puts you in a mindset to keep track of the wins and get you out of the mindset of tracking all the crappy stuff and all the things that are quote-unquote not going well or going wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it shifts. It changes the way you think about things. Yep. You have to stay close to your line, stay close to your path. You can't veer too far off. That's why you can't be trying all that new shit all the time. I've said shit like 10 times now. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's an easy, explicit click button today. That's why we're not for kids. Um, and, and, you go, and you go through it, and you can't be too far away from your line because if you go through it and you get too far away, now you're just derailing. You're, you're, you're in that mm-hmm. distraction mode again. And support. Yep. Support, support, support. Good support. Supportive support. Uh, I, I think having a coach there that kind of knows this and, and understands this too. And, and again, us as coaches, we're going to be biased towards it. You guys already know that. If you're listening to this, you obviously know that. But this is where it's so nice to have a coach. And I'm not just saying, not saying a health and fitness coach, by the way, like a coach mm-hmm. in your corner, professional development, a business coach, a financial coach, whatever it is, a mentor, a coach can help you kind of see a lot of this stuff. Uh, and get through it, and, and and it's a good coach at that, preferably, right? And those can be tough to find. Mm-hmm. But those are the big things. Yeah. Got anything else? I do not. That just was, uh, wrapping up right around an hour. That was that was a good one. We we just started talking about topics earlier, like 11.45. I asked Emily, like, what do you got? Do you got anything new? And she's like, no, not really. And I'm like, well, I got a couple things. Then I went and had a meeting. 
and I came out with a couple things. And before I showed Emily my couple things, she's like, hey, I, I, what about this? And I said, well, that's funny because I've got this and this. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that I think could use some motivation right now. Mm-hmm. And they can search for it for different ways. Like the sometimes, sometimes we need um, the last thing I'll leave you guys with here, uh, and I'll have Emily chime in on this too, is external motivation and internal motivation. This is probably something we should have defined earlier on. Yeah, maybe. Are, uh, maybe is right. Um, are things that can obviously uh, build motivation. But we're talking about it when you don't have none, right? So the internal motivation is, is something that you can do internally, that you, you yourself you're motivated, you're self-motivated, you can kind of do things yourself. Usually that's because you continue to take action and you're disciplined and in and, and, and some sort of organized structure. External motivation is when you need an outside source um, to motivate you. You need a challenge. You need a program. You need a uh, an easy button. You need a somebody else's win mm-hmm. to, to motivate you because I just saw my best friend do this and now I want to do this. It's a little bit of the external motivation. Those are cool things. Those Those can all work. But you need to figure out how to be internally motivated long term, and use the short term motivation for external external motivation for short term motivation, to help you get through some sticky points and get started on bigger things to help you kind of really tackle the better stuff if if mm-hmm. that's in play. But the long term motivation needs to be something that you're disciplined with and focused on and aware of. Definitely, I think sometimes we can miss like misalign ourselves with that external motivation and just think that the external can just get us through everything for sure and like we were talking about in literally step two tallying those small wins and specifically the small wins not the big ones right like thinking about the small ones the wins that you have every single day can start to build a little bit more of that internal motivation and see that you are kind of capable of doing that within your own self, regardless of what the external is. So I think a lot of times we can misplace that focus on the external where we should be placing it on that internal motivation. What's one of the biggest external motivator traps that is coming up in the next couple months? Oh, challenges. January 1st. January 1st. 1st. Right? Yeah. New Year. Short-term. Challenges. Yep. So one of the biggest external motivation traps in terms of health and fitness out there is the new year mm-hmm. right new year new you no nope. you have a literally opportunity every day to do be a new you uh you have an opportunity every day to be a better you mm-hmm. you don't need the challenge to do that but sometimes that external motivation fires you up enough because you know that there's going to be like-minded people there and everything mm-hmm. else but why it's a trap is that you right now listening to this when it comes out on october today's the 21st second third fourth listening to this hopefully like you should be all of them episode six right on monday yeah on monday when it releases at 12 midnight um is that you might not feel like right now is the right time Mm -hmm. because i know in new year i'll have more motivation Mm -hmm. so your trap is that you're waiting for the new year the new year you've been trained to wait for the new year to focus on you Mm mm-hmm and so you'll wait for it. It's yeah. it's it's the old furniture. It's it's it, there's a furniture store here, a local one, that used to just always run sales like three or four times a year, like three or four like every quarter, and they used to do these crazy discounts, and they'd get business out of it. But they were selling things at crazy discounts, so people wouldn't buy things at normal prices. They just wait for them to go on sale because they know it's coming. Mm-hmm. You are just waiting for the new year because you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Take the action now. Yeah. 
But if there is something that comes around there, you make sure you come to us. Don't go to a quick fix. Go to somebody who supports the long term. Yeah. I'll, I'll make that plug in there too. <laughs> yeah. All of our all of our short term programs, guys, that we do that can help kind of facilitate that type of thing, and it might be coincidentally around the same time as everybody else's kind of like New Year, New You stuff, um, is done because we feel like we are doing you a disservice by not marketing and not putting our ad out there, and we feel like we can probably be a better fit for you than majority of other gyms and majority of other coaches out there because we believe in what we do is the best thing that's out there for us in our area. If I went and hired a coach right now, it would come from my own gym, and it would probably be the girl that's sitting right across from me, and I'm not the first, that said, the first time I've said that. It's because she's the best in the damn area. And I'm not going to go somewhere else that's not going to treat me as a person and just throw me into the lion's den and just have me do exercises that I know could help a little bit. It's because we treat you as the whole here. Mm -hmm. That's a big difference in what you see out there. So we market around those same times because I don't want you to go to the wrong place and be uh, put fitness industry in as a whole. That's how all gyms are. Definitely. We have to, we have to do our, we, we would be doing you a disservice by not putting our ads out around the same time. Mm -hmm. The second caveat to that is that all of our short-term programs are always prepped for the long term in the in in the in the build of it, mm -hmm. and we are very upfront with you when we talk to you about that. I just had a conversation with one of our members in one of our short term programs right now, and and she said to me that I think I need to stop. Like the best thing I can do is stop thinking about this as it ends on the end date. And I said, absolutely, that is the best thing that you can do. Um, I had another conversation with someone like, hey, should I try this? different diet. And I said, do you think you could do that for a year? She said, no, probably not. I said, then maybe not, right? Like maybe we don't make the change that we can't make for that year long time frame. Mm -hmm. And I think reframing that to how can you make this fit your life for a year? And maybe it changes, it can ebb and flow, but how do you see yourself a year from now with that same thing? Is that short-term program something that you can do for the long term? Um, if, if it was offered as such. And then you and, just make tweaks along the way. And then you just change it per your goal. If you reach your goal, you mm -hmm. get a new goal. That's pretty cool. The the thing we have, Colin, for you listening to this after your episode about all this new onboarding stuff that we're continuing <laughs> to dive into, um, one of the things that we're going to end up doing is creating milestones mm -hmm. for, for members. And it's not so much of a strength milestone. It's more of a date milestone that where do you want to be by this date? Where do we feel like we should be by this date? How long we should be? And we're going to create custom milestones for people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's events that come up, like there's a vacation right now for one of our members in exactly six and a half weeks or six weeks from today. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a good phase that we can get some stuff in. Like, okay, like I know what we need to do the next six weeks and we, mm -hmm. what we can be focused on. And I know she's going to be externally motivated, but she's already internally motivated. That's why she had the meeting with me. Uh, to get that done, right? Mm -hmm. So we can put it all together to make sure that it's done really well so we don't leave anything on the ta off the table, mm -hmm. right? Everything's on the table. But um, turning in our, our last eight minutes now into another eight-minute spot, I'm glad we talked about this because yeah. I think it's relevant. And, I and, I, and I want people to know how things are worked out there and the traps that they can fall in with this and, mm -hmm. and how they are falling into that trap yeah. pretty consistently. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even know you're in it until you're in, in it. it. <laughs> right and then all of a sudden you're like wait how did I get here yeah um and that's where kind of having to tie back into to having a coach to say like yeah is that the best thing for you sometimes just having that third party again doesn't have to be a health and fitness coach maybe it's someone you know completely unrelated untied to your necessarily like emotional outcome of that but a non-emotional person to say like Mm, I'm not sure like is it and ask those questions and let you come to the decision but ultimately kind of help guide you to get there and remember one of the things I talked about earlier in the growth mindset is that 
you can accept criticism, mm-hmm. right? You, you, you need that coach to kind of helps you guide that way and will not be afraid to call you out on some of that stuff. And then you have to be uh, at that point to, to acknowledge that and take that in, take ownership of it, and then make the, make the correct choice from it. I told somebody the other day too, like, hey, when we go through this, like, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Like, there's going to be stuff that you see and you don't like it. It was about trying on the jeans. It was actually this morning. It was this morning. Um, another example. Um, and we use our jeans and our body confidence program to, to track our progress. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, do you have those picked out? She goes, yeah, I just got to pick them up. I'm like, and she goes, I'm not going to fit in them yet. I'm like, that's fine. Like, I don't plan on you fitting them to him yet. Like, I want to make sure this lasts so you can keep fitting into them. Yeah. So what are you going to do if you put them on and you can't fit into them? She goes, well, I'll probably be a little pissed off. I'm like, so you can get sad and mad about it and go and drink it all the way and eat poorly all the way and kind of screw up this whole thing. Um, and I talked to her in a very all or none mindset cause I know that's where she was at. Mm-hmm. And this was a very sarcastic conversation. Uh, or you can use that as motivation and kind of keep grinding away and look for an opportunity there to get better and, and know that this is, I'm, I'm for, I'm, I'm really close. Mm-hmm. And, and she got it right away. I just walked away after that. It was the yeah. whole drop mic drop and get out of there. Yep. So make sure you're careful what you're saying to yourself in these conversations too. Um, cause that person listening, right? Like you said earlier mm-hmm. is, is. Uh, it's almost so loud that it's deafening and, and, and it drowns everything else out. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different nuggets on this, guys. Uh, hopefully it helped. I think if anything, if, if, if this isn't going on uh, pretty locally right now in the Midwest, yeah. we, we probably aren't talking about it at the moment. But Emily and I really wanted to do our part to help out with this into what we know and, and how to help you. And, because we've helped people get through this before. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think all of us are in this. Like I'd be amazed... Um, you know, after this weekend, like everybody comes in next week and they're like, oh, I'm so ready. And then all of a sudden they're cold on Tuesday and they're like, this is stupid. I have my right. motivation's gone again. <laughs> right, And right. then they tune in this episode and they're like, ah, oh, they knew it. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be so like after it. But. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I think it's supposed to be back to cold. but Yeah, of course. And rain, actually. Oh, even better. Yeah. So anyways, guys, that is episode six on season two. We are so happy and grateful that you are here. And if you paid attention to this... Um, for about an hour and a half, 20, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes now. Uh, we appreciate it. And, and we hope that this was interesting enough where this hour and 10 minutes flew by because it diff, it did for me. Yeah. Just talking to fast. you. Yeah. Emily and I don't get this, this type of talk anymore. We're, we're mm-hmm. both too damn busy. Um, and then we love having guests. So we don't have this opportunity to kind of do this episode like that. Like we used to in season one. This was good. Mm-hmm. I liked yeah, it. it. Good. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is, this is kind of how the whole podcast even started. So that's even better. Like this is right. this is the stuff that Emily and I would talk about this and try to figure this stuff out. And then we're like, well, let's just, let's just have a recording. Let's record it. Yeah. So if you've paid attention this long, hopefully it went as fast as it went uh, for you as it did for us. And we are grateful that you're here. Make sure you share this to people. There's 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 some stuff. There's there's a lot of stuff in here that people need to hear. And mm-hmm. make sure that they are in the open mindset to listen to it all. Definitely. You can't take it personal. Yeah. Otherwise, they really need it, and you just need to pin them down. Right. Until then, Emily, you got anything else? I think we covered it all. I'm I'm good. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys so much. As always, uh, give us a, a comment, a review, uh, rate us, share us, subscribe to us, all of the things to help us out, and hopefully we'll crack that top 100 someday. Yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.